0: From Daytona Beach, Florida, this is the Daytona Motor Mouths Podcast.
1: The Daytona 500 belongs to Franklin, Tennessee's Darrell
0: Waltrip. With two of the preeminent motorsports writers in America. From the Daytona Beach News Journal, Godwin Kelly. Hey, get out of my way. And Ken Willis. Come on, Godwin, Rubins Racing. This is the podcast for NASCAR fans. Now the checkered flag about to come out. From the home of NASCAR, Daytona Beach, Florida. Here you he come. He's going to be a lot He's down low. The Daytona Motormouths on Twitter at NASCAR Daytona or Facebook at NASCAR Daytona or visit online at DaytonaMotormouths.com. And Kevin Harvick is the Daytona 500 winner. Now, here they are from the Daytona Beach News Journal, Godwin Kelly and Ken Willis.
1: He's going to make it. Dale are going to win the Daytona 500. Woo-hoo.
2: Ken Willis, Calvin Kelly, Daytona Motor Mouse. Uh, we were just doing a countdown of how how close we are to the uh, the old Bush Clash in Daytona, which will be run one week before the Daytona 500, and I think we've got it down to less than three weeks, right?
1: Twenty days. Twenty days as we sit here. As we sit here Monday afternoon in the, in the podcast.
2: Yeah. So yeah, and we will. Uh, before long, we'll have uh, stuff to talk about. other than you know grandma's chicken noodle recipe i mean live actions yes yes we won't be swapping uh recipes and war stories
1: but i'm going to make it a point to get a really good recording of one of these um guys from europe during the rolex Mm -hmm. and have that available for our next podcast can't wait yeah and uh, I love that, that, I love broken English. Yeah, because that is like, uh, like every press conference during the Rolex Twenty Four, there's always like one guy that who talks funny, talks funny. Yeah, and um, it's you know you have to admire them for you know having the second language, but it's not they don't know the. You
2: know, you can relate. I'm, I'm getting that. I, I can picture it right now for some reason. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Struggling to find the right word. Yeah, I can. See. I can. I have a lot of empathy for those guys.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, today on uh, the Motor Mouse, we're going to talk about that Rolex, which is coming up this weekend in Daytona Beach, six miles from here. Uh, we're going to talk about the crazy. You know, we used to have silly season. You know, where the driver and owner, crew chief. You know, that usually starts late summer. You know. Where they start shuffling the deck for the next season. Well, now we have the crazy uh, charter season, which is crazier than silly season. We'll talk a little bit about the unintended consequences of the uh, charter uh, system that NASCAR developed a couple years ago. And we'll talk a little. Of course, we're going to talk Danica. You can't you can't sit here for a half hour and not talk about Danica. Uh, there's yet another Hall of Fame induction this past week. We'll talk about that. I guess it was just this past weekend. And we're going to do a little talk, uh, Goblin and NASCAR. NASCAR this week page, which spans far and wide over this land of ours, and uh, syndicated in a lot of different print publications.
1: Well, we see the signing.
2: Mr. Kelly had a little, uh, had an article this week on uh, Eric Almirola, who's got a new hey. lease on his NASCAR life. It's
1: NASCAR stuff,
2: man. Yeah, and uh, we'll talk about that, and we'll do the ever popular birthday game, and uh, maybe just maybe. Maybe I'll have a uh, do some voiceover work on a couple of quotes here oh, if we yeah, can find them. Cause that's always yeah. fun. All right, we'll do all that when we get right back after this. And we're back. What do you know? What do you know? It's the way we open things here on the Daytona Motor Mouse. Ken Willis, Godwin Kelly. Uh, the Rolex is this week. Uh, is this weekend, and a little history. It, it used to be up until ten years ago. The, the Rolex 24, formerly known for years as the 24 Hours of Daytona, uh, was would be held on a Saturday to Sunday. And then there would be a couple of days off, and then the ARCA cars would roll in. And you'd have the ARCA race and the Clash and Daytona Pole qualifying on the following weekend. And then that would lead up to those final big four days ending in the Daytona 500 the following Sunday, so you had three straight weekends of auto racing, starting with the Rolex well, 24, and that what, was Speed Weeks.
1: What happened?
2: What happened was they moved the Rolex earlier uh, because they were afraid uh, they were becoming deathly afeared that uh, that the NFL was just going to swallow all the attention. So uh, the NFL, the Super Bowl, moved back to the first weekend of February, which had been Rolex weekend. And so somewhere along the line, I can't remember the order in which they did this, but they moved the Rolex a week earlier to get it away from the Super Bowl. And they moved the 500 a week later to take advantage of President's Day weekend, I believe. Or no, they moved it off of President's Day weekend. I'm getting confused. But anyway, so there was like a two-week gap, two-and-a-half-week gap between the Rolex and the rest of Speed Weeks. That uh, That has been tightened up by a week this year because the 500 is being moved to a week earlier. It's being moved back to its former date, uh, which is the Sunday. Well, well you're, all right, I'm going to make this easy for you. This is the way it was for years. The 500 was the Sunday that precedes, which means comes before, the third Monday of February. The third Monday of February this year is February 19th the 500 is Sunday, February 18th. Uh, unless it rains, then it'll be the 19th. But anyway, uh, so they've gotten rid of a little bit of that daylight between Rolex weekend and uh, NASCAR speed weeks, but there's still a gap there. So it's almost like you still don't feel like you could say speed weeks begins this week with the Rolex because there is that gap between the two. But it is still a way to usher in the racing season. Yeah, that.
1: That open weekend, yeah. I mean, you could actually make that a getaway weekend. You could go to like some place like Savannah or somewhere, or, you know. or Charleston, right? Or Charleston, uh, yeah, yes. yes, absolutely. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you don't even have to fly. Better yet, or or float. You don't have to fly or float. Just drive. Get stuck on I ninety five. Um, but it is it, it was a great move to move it to make sure you're not on Super Bowl weekend because I mean you're not you know you're looking at different crowds but but and different people yeah you know, and sports car racing is going to get a fraction of a fraction of what the nfl gets in terms of attention but it does you do get more people paying attention to it and watching it on color tv oh yeah than you would if it was uh, super bowl week.
1: that's a it's a no-brainer yeah. yeah so so
2: that was a brilliant move
1: yeah because
2: smart so not everybody does the
1: obviously the smart move the super bowl just sucks all the sports oxygen out yeah. here everything just yeah
2: <laughs> crazy uh, and that's just the pregame stuff, you know. That's just the day before and the morning of and the afternoon run up and blah blah blah. That stupid halftime show. Oh, yeah. So anyway, uh, there for a while we were getting. Seemed like every year we were getting a couple, three, four NASCAR names running the Rolex, and now it's down to AJ Allmendinger, and it's basically him. Jeff Gordon did it last year and was on the winning team, uh, but he. This is after he had retired as a as a full time Cup racer, though. Um, and for a while, you know, Tony Stewart was doing it a lot. Jimmy Johnson tried it. Uh, we've had a rusty Wallace. yeah. But I, but I, why, why do you think we're not seeing? And all of them, you know, they they say the right thing. Oh, it's great. I'm going to do it again. I can't wait to do it again. Blah blah blah. But why do you think that uh, there hasn't been a consistent uh, run of NASCAR stars
1: racing the Rolex? Well, like uh, it's kind of the rules of the game now. Um, like let me give you an example the GT Le Mans
2: <laughs> alright I love saying Le Mans Le Mans, Le Mans. you sound so worldly. are we ever
1: gonna get to uh, see the 24 Hours of Le Mans probably not that's a shame that's
2: alright
1: anyway uh,
2: so I mean if I take it on the road and bring it here I'd go watch it but I don't think that's gonna happen
1: the GT Le Mans class is like eight cars they're all factory backed yep blah 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 you know they take it real serious they want to have the right guys in the cars uh there's no gentleman drivers in the gt lm class all professional sports car road racers so that you just eliminate that class they're out okay so now we got the gtd you got uh, the gt daytona Mm -hmm. which are The lower-powered sedans. Slightly lower-powered. Yeah, yeah. and so there's opportunities there, but just think about the egos of these NASCAR drivers and how big they are, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, they don't want to... I, I would say most of them don't want to drive for a class win. They want to win the overall thing. Right. All right, so you got A.J. Allmendinger in a... GTD car because he loved sports car racing so much, and he and the car owner Michael Shanks, he loves Michael Shanks. They're like brothers, right? So, uh,
2: isn't it Shank? Yeah, you did the Hendrix thing. Yeah, <laughs> like Rick, they always call you're Rick Hendrix. You yeah, call
1: Michael Shanks. All right, yeah. go ahead. Barnes and Nobles, <laughs> WalMarts, WalMarts. Yeah, all right, go ahead. Yeah. So anyway, uh, and then the the prototypes. Um, those have become like super exotic, highly sophisticated pieces of equipment. And I don't know if you want to throw, you know, Clint Boyer. <laughs> into one of these things just yeah. you know, to have Clint Boyer well, driving. And,
2: and, and I think that lends itself to what I mean. you're kind of hitting on what I was going to say is they don't necessarily need NASCAR drivers now to bring in extra attention. More attention is always accepted and gladly accepted. But <clears throat> for instance, this year, they've got, uh, you know, Elio Castroneves is now in that series. He's out of the IndyCar, so he brings a little bit of star power. Montoya's got his star power. But Fernando Alonso they, you bring in an active formula one racer who's active a two-time champion right? two-time, two-time
1: world champion
2: uh for the you know most popular form of auto racing on earth in terms of the eyeballs it generates and the, the the attention it gets uh bringing him in for worldwide attention does more than jeff gordon or jimmy johnson or anybody else so on a global scale you know, but that's but you know doesn't mean a whole lot to us over here, I guess, because it'd be like you know if they brought in some you know, if they brought in some uh, international superstar soccer player for <laughs> for like an NFL event or something, it, it would get a lot of worldwide attention, but does not do a whole lot for us. I'm
1: going to tell you what they had the uh, the uh, Ferrari thing here a few years ago, mm-hmm. and several Formula One regular media people were here. Mm-hmm. And you talk about, like, hardcore questioning. Yeah. You know. Uh, it, it it was, like, sort of like watching the White House, you know. Yeah. Uh, briefing room or something. They ask, like, really hard questions, you know. Uh, it's it's, all, it's so, all foreign to me. So what I'm thinking is, is because there's nothing else going on, and these F one media people have nothing else to do, really. There's no testing right. or whatever. I think we're going to see several of these people here. Yeah, I'm and sure you will. I think you'll be enlightened by the uh, you know the, the way they do things. Are because you talking
2: to me specifically? Because yeah. I might be back at the at the lunch <laughs> room, at the lunch table. <laughs> You're putting a lot of stock in my ability to pay attention. To
1: <laughs> well, I'm just saying that. They are, uh, you know, how sometimes you you approach kind of a delicate subject and you kind of use the back door. Yeah, so, they
2: come right. They out come the right
1: at you. Yeah. they're yeah. like, you know, why did you do that? Yeah. And who are you? It was and an what?
2: obviously stupid uh, decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly,
1: yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I'm look, I'm hoping some of those guys show up. Yeah, because that, it's going to be fun just to watch that interaction. All right. well,
2: maybe we'll have a brouhaha down there in the and the media center you know, media Center. all right before we leave what do you know talk a little bit about charter season and uh, you know they came up with these charters which are basically uh de facto franchises uh you know 30 36 charters
1: I, you know i saw mr de facto Did down you? at the newsstand yeah yeah copy together yeah. yeah how'd he look yeah he looked a little de facto
2: so anyway i was uh reading uh dave moody you know the radio guy does a little MRN? Does Sirius Satellite Radio? Dave Moody, The Godfather. Oh, The Godfather. He uh he was writing. He he does a uh, he's got a column, or a blog, or does some writing on, on something that I found. I uh, forgive me for not remembering exactly where it was, but he was talking about the what he called the slippery slope of these charters, and. Uh, usually we don't find much about find out much about the inner workings on the business side until somebody sues somebody else and all that stuff comes out in discovery and we find out you know just how these things operate behind uh-huh. the scenes. But he, he had something. I'll just read it to you and just uh, go fast. F F-A-S, A S. Racing. Go, go fast. I don't know. Yeah. Go fast. Racing owner Archie Saint-Hilaire announced recently that he has purchased an ownership stake in Joe mm-hmm. Fox Circle Sport Racing. Circle Sport fielded cars for Jeff Earnhardt last season in concert with T M G Motorsports, before they parted company during the off season. Go Fast will now use the newly acquired Circle Sport charter on the number 32 car driven by Matt De Benedetto this season. You're a man. Yes. You. You. I'm not asking you to remember all this because I was, it's confusing for a reason. After acquiring the Circle Sport Charter, St. Hilaire then sold a percentage of his GoFast organization to Wood Brothers Racing, allowing them to assume control of the charter he used a year ago for use on Paul Menard's No. forty-one, twenty-one Wood Brothers Ford this season. And then he sums it up. Dave Moody sums it up. Thank you, Dave Moody. Let's review. Joe Falk owns most of Circle Sport Racing, but not all of it. Archie St. Hilaire owns most of Go Fast Racing, and now a little of Circle Sport. The Wood Brothers own most of Wood Brothers Racing, along with a little bit of Go Fast. <laughs> so what he says in this article is, like, if you, you could buy a part of a race team an existing race team that has a charter you can buy into that team for as little as a dollar you know and now you own part of that race team now you own part of that chart and you're part of the whole swoop and swap of charters and it's just it's it's maddening and i wrote about it for uh, you wrote about eric almirola in nascar this week page comes out uh, this early this week tomorrow in fact uh, and i wrote a little bit about the whole charter thing and how I think the ultimate, I don't know if they can pull this off, but the ultimate solution to all this is spending cap so that the big teams can't just swamp the smaller teams in terms of spending. And that would allow the smaller teams, instead of doing all this bargaining and bartering of charters just to just to keep hope alive that you know i don't have a team i don't have the funding this year but i have a charter so i'll sell my charter or rent my charter to somebody and then i'll try it again next year to get all that out of there you could lower the cost of playing poker and that allows these guys to compete a little bit against the big guys and the only way to do that is with a spending cap but i'm a problem of course and i write about this in the nascar this week is policing that spending cap that you know if you give these guys a rule they will find a loophole and sometimes they don't even have to break out the magnifying glass it just presents itself so anyway that's my uh that's my take do you care at all
1: no the charter stuff kind of hurts my brain you know those few charters that get uh passed around yeah uh it's just mind-boggling like you were saying yeah. You, you follow the paper trail it's just incredible
2: and then you just don't ever find out the facts and figures completely until somebody is sued <laughs> usually for non-payment of something. i
1: think you know that in this case yeah. that particular charter yeah i think you'll see that at some point because there's just too many there's too many fingers in the pot here you know
2: how about if two cars showed up for the same garage stall that's our charter no that's our charter <laughs> yeah wait a minute And they have to go to an emergency court session to find out uh, who's racing. Don't put it past them. I know what's next, though. You'll get that? Yeah. Right after this.
1: Okay. You'll get that at Big Time Auto Racing. You sure will. What are you going to get? You're going to get... Danica chatter. <laughs>
2: and, I see it written and, right
1: there. We have to keep the streak alive, Willis. Yeah, we have to. We keep will talk her. about her every week. We, we're talking about her every week, and I we think they have the office bugged here. Yeah, we think the pod room is bugged because we'll talk about Danica, mm-hmm. and then with this has happened twice
2: the last two Mondays.
1: Yeah, within an hour or two hours. Whatever we've talked about is has been resolved. Yeah. So it was like, who's going to sponsor no, Danica? The
2: week before that, it was we leave here in an hour after we were done taping the podcast. Taping whatever it is you do with them these days. Uh, we get word that her and Aaron Rodgers are a thing.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I so forgot about that. Then
2: last week we were still up in the air about who is she going to find a sponsor to fund her Daytona 500 and yeah. Indy 500. Effort. And then
1: I gave my percentage, which yes. was 50 50. Yeah.
2: And we walk out of here, and within the hour. She had GoDaddy. The news broke that she had GoDaddy. Now go we're daddy. sitting here, and what we know now is, all right, she's dating Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, GoDaddy's daddy. go going to confirm. Uh, going to fund her Daytona and Indy Confirmed. 500. What we don't know is. <laughs> Which team will she be driving for at Daytona and maybe Indy both? I don't
1: know. Maybe she'll be in that second yeah. go fast car.
2: right. And we're, right. <laughs> we're going to probably, I'm guessing we're going to find out, oh, about 45 minutes to an hour is what we're going to find out. As soon as we sign off here and go away, we'll find out that she's, uh, what well, team, who's going to give her a we, car. You
1: know what? We know she's not going to go race with Ganassi because Ganassi's already said no.
2: Well, he said no because there was no money yet. Now he might say, well, but did I say no? Was that yeah. a hard no? Or was that a, eh, probably not.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so anyway, anything that I say will will actually be the opposite of what happens. So. so
2: it almost has to be an existing team with a charter, a small team with a charter and nothing else. And then somebody like a, uh, a Ganassi, a Hendrick, a Stuart Haas, somebody will provide that team with crew and car. Right. Or cars. Yeah, cuz she may, you know, she's eligible eligible to run the clash too. Yeah. So. So they will uh some uh, that's my guess is they want to guarantee they don't want to take any chances of not making the race. So it'll be a team of the charter. It'll be uh, you know, Ganassi Racing or Hendrick Racing/ slash, uh Go Fast. <laughs> go Fast Hendrick Motorsports. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I we is going to happen. But again, like I said, uh as soon as we uh by the time this is uh, Public domain, this Daytona Motor Mouse on Tuesday? Probably already know because we're bound to find out in about an hour if our streak
1: holds. Yeah, it'll it'll happen.
2: Uh, You want to talk another Hall of Fame? In the last two weeks, we've talked NASCAR Hall of Fame and we've talked the International Motorsports or the Motorsports Hall of Fame of America, which is in Daytona and takes the broad spectrum of uh, motor sports and motor racing, motor endeavors, from airplanes to hydroplanes to... And you got to talk about Howard Hughes. We talked Howard Hughes, yes. And uh, the NASCAR Hall of Fame, of course, just inducted five new guys, and uh, five five others will be uh, nominated here soon, and they'll... Anyway. And this past weekend, the one of the older Halls of Fame, the National Motorsports Press Association, which has and may still, as far as I know, include you and I as members, well i didn't send him my my money i sent
1: i sent my money so are you a, a member in good standing i am a member in good standing for the next 10 months okay well
2: they have a hall of fame and it used to be labor day weekend they used to have the was it labor day or was it in the spring the darlington race
1: yeah i i think it was uh in the Southern 500 weekend. Yeah, yeah. and
2: they would have it at the uh, Darlington Country Club, right? Darlington Golf and Country Club. Oh, yeah. What a quaint little place. It was a great night. It was always a great night. A lot of the old-timers would come, and then they'd have the big table up front with all the new guys.
1: I think the last time we went, uh, Michael Waltrip and Lake Speed were sitting at the same table. Yeah. And, you know, like 10 years earlier, uh, Michael Waltrip punched Lake Speed through his car window door after a race at Michigan. the got yeah. out of his car, walked over to Lake Speed, and started throwing punches. Yeah. So That's yeah, all in good, good fun. Those things are forgotten pretty yeah. soon. Yeah.
2: So anyway, the newest uh, members of the National Motorsports Press Association Hall of Fame, Terry Labonte, Donnie Allison, Bobby's brother, Suitcase Jake Elder, crew chief, Buddy Parrott, crew chief, and father of crew chiefs, and, Brad and Todd, 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 Buddy Parrott was most, not most famously, but among his uh notable achievements, he was Derek Cope's crew chief when he won the 1990 Daytona 500. 100. Remember that? Oh man, You yep. couldn't forget that and one. And a lot of people forget, but Derek Cope won a race at Dover later that spring, I think. Yeah, so they think that was his one claim to fame, but actually, he had two.
1: Yeah, they uh. Buddy Parrott was getting a lot of, like, well, that was a big fluke, and you guys shouldn't yeah. have won, and all that. And yeah. he just d- redoubled his efforts to yeah. get that car in victory lane one more time.
2: Yep. Two flukes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: fluke this, he
2: said. <laughs> a fluke a, yourself.
1: Yeah, There's a fluke session.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right. All for you'll get that big-time auto racing, but... Uh, what you'll get is a lot of halls of fame, is what I'm saying. I guess in that, instance. and we got uh, we got green white checkers coming up right after this. We're nearing the end. Green white checkers. What do you got for us, Mister Kelly? What do I got? What you got? I got. You. I wrote down Eric Almarola. You're going to tell us how good he's going to do this year. What'd oh, you, you know, What'd you
1: learn? You talked to him. Yeah, there's uh, one thing that we uh-huh. should point out is that uh, the. Uh, nascar media tour yeah is gonna be later this week yep. wednesday and thursday and maybe friday um and we should be getting a lot of new a information lot of info coming in this yeah week. So. but
2: it's gonna be a lot of that preseason, season you know uh pre chatter i mean everything it should work everything would be great if our if our uh if we don't have a lot of injuries if we stay healthy and if the pitchers if our pitching holds up we should <laughs> i think we can be in this thing we got a lot of good young talent,
1: right? Sometimes they have some surprises.
2: Usually, there's a NASCAR announcement of some sort, uh, rules-wise or some change they, in policy format. They that.
1: have done the they announced like the stage racing that was stuff. done a year ago this week. Yep. Yeah, yep. so uh, yeah, you got to. keep I think your, charters might have been announced gotta, during this week. You got to keep your eyes and ears open. Yeah. I'm telling you.
2: So if they're gonna, if anything wild is coming from NASCAR in terms of earth shattering or even slightly earth nudging news that'll happen this week right
1: that's right okay but i gotta jump on those boys that are going to be riding the buses around charlotte north carolina yeah. because uh, on the telephone i talked to one eric Almarola,
2: former coca-cola zero 400 daytona winner in the rain i remember right yeah. for richard petty yep
1: Richard Petty, who left. wasn't
2: here by the way, he had already left. He <laughs> left that morning. That race was postponed a day, a day, and he uh, oh, he he hit it on back to Charlotte. Yeah.
1: Yep. Now, Al uh, uh, almarola also won a uh, Bush Series race, as you like to At say, Daytona a couple years later. So
2: he owns this place.
1: He he has a flair for racing here, yeah. uh, and and now he's with uh, he's left Petty. Yep. And he's gone to Stewart House, Stewart House Racing. And so I talked to him about, um, you know, moving teams and then going to a team that's like just full. They have 80 engineers at Stuart I Racing.
2: saw that. I read that in your story. And yeah. I thought, holy mackerel.
1: Yeah. So mm-hmm. they are fully armed, you know, and loaded and. And I think the that must
2: be a lot of fun talk around the lunch table, bunch of engineers.
1: Yeah, they probably have their own space. But yeah. um, so he's getting in the number ten car. Yep. Which was the last five years driven by Danica, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, I talked to him, and I need your announcer.
2: The brand, I think, is what we'll call yeah. it.
1: So I've got, I've got. It's like the third, fourth paragraph here. I need your announcer voice to All read right. that. Ugh. As Classic Willis announcer voice.
2: This is the opportunity every racer wants, Almarola said. Stuart Haas Racing is an experienced organization with a lot of depth, great technical support from Ford, and staffed with racers from top to bottom. They lean on each other. If you're stacked, you can't lean, can you? I don't know. They lean on each other, challenge each other, and make each other better. I'm really looking forward to being a part of that says go. Eric. Yeah. Uh, here's the interesting thing. I mean, this is what everybody's going to look at is if he gets, if, uh, if he's there and he's there because he brought uh, the sausage maker with him. Smithfield. Smithfield. Yeah. I'm sorry. Protein maker, <laughs> the sausage factory. Me. Um, if he, uh, if he does well, oof, that's not good for the brand, the Danica brand. If he goes if he goes over there and runs very well, the brand is going to say, "Woof, why
1: why couldn't the brand run well, as well run as well with SHL?" Excuses is just uh, they changed all the people. Yeah, it's, it's they style. had
2: eighty engineers for God's sake. Yeah. well they had seventy
1: seven when the brand was there. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But uh, you know, uh, that I'm looking at him as one of those guys that might make a run at the Daytona five hundred pole yeah now chase elliott has won it the last two years no and there's only been uh two guys that have won it three years in a row so was
2: one of them chase's daddy one of them was. i chase. know kenny schrader was one kenny
1: schrader after when they went into yeah. the um Plates. plate era he was the guy but uh
2: did he give his plate to junior is that how junior got the his good plate yeah he got it from kenny schrader yeah friend of the family type of thing yeah Fam- friends and family discount plates so,
1: yep. yeah that's the way that's the way it works over there so well uh,
2: generally the pole speeds are dictated by um which manufacturers engineers have found something that the others haven't and also sometimes dictated well, by what's the best story
1: well <laughs> if you look back in recent history okay danica comes to daytona yep she wins the pole mm-hmm. uh austin dillon brings the, the number three car. three car back he wins the pole i mean there's a pattern here it's magical yeah chase Elliott uh wins the pole jeff gordon's last year in racing yeah. he wins the pole yeah. now and chase is a, a prodigy yeah so yeah and he's going to be in the number nine car so i'm looking at this as nine ten <laughs> Isn't yeah that funny yeah Chase Elliott, you you want it, don't you? Want to get the pole? I mean, don't you want to have yeah, be tied with your daddy and in the record book?
2: Yeah. So, what would be the best promotional story, Chase Elliott, or Danica and her one off Daytona five hundred or walk off Daytona five hundred? I guess yeah. you could call it. Um, would a William Brian Billy the Kid? Would that be in the twenty four car? Would yeah. that be? not, not as big I a deal. I don't think
1: it. I don't think it carries much weight.
2: You're at another one, Bubba Wallace in the forty-three. Oh, yeah, Bubba in the forty-three. That would that would be well they, a marketing dream.
1: The thing about it is, is um, when they go into qualifying trim, yeah, there definitely is things that you can do to the car. I yeah. mean, and it costs a lot of money, and it's not, you know, on the if you look at it, it looks like the same car, but they do things. Different and the car's not the same you can't race it. Yeah. But for two laps around Daytona. But they'll have to race go. it
2: on the at the twins at the one at the one fifty because yeah. it's an impound. Right. Yeah. But so but
1: if you're on the pole, Look who how cares? How smart did I sound right there? Yeah. If you're smart. on the pole, who cares? Yeah. You know?
2: It's gonna be so I'm gonna it's coming down to one of the three Bs for me. So you're gonna be Bubba, Bill's boy. Bill's boy. <laughs> or the brand. <laughs> it's gonna be one of those three. For the pole at Daytona.
1: Uh, oh, I smell a column. Yes.
2: Gotta, All right, we're gonna uh, play the birthday game and get out of here. Yeah, you know what? Um, Did you, you cheat?
1: No, you. But I, I, know, I just realized something. My, my birthday was January first, and you didn't, you didn't.
2: Well, say. we weren't in. I wasn't in here.
1: Oh, you weren't here?
2: No. I wasn't in here. It was that January 1st was a uh, I was still off. I oh, was still my that, post Christmas that my
1: solo uh, podcast. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you just have your own party. All right. Well, but, belated happy January birthday. 1st. Belated happy birthday. And I won't give my age, but this is going to be my 40th Daytona 500, so Oof. you can do the math. Well, Kyle Petty had seen his 40th Daytona 500 when he was like 40.
2: So <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready? It's not—it's not a big name week. I think next week holds more promise, but—but it's a interesting, quirky little birthday week. You got to get within roughly five to between five and ten percent. You certainly got to get within ten percent to be considered a winner. All right, the day this podcast comes out on Tuesday, which is the birthday of Boris Said.
1: Well, you know I love Boris Said because when you write a story, you say said said yeah yeah yeah. And then your your Or says said. Yeah, your your grammatical uh, yep. automated word processing. Doesn't like that. No. Yeah. So, uh, Boris is uh, he's probably uh, 52. Yeah, you, yeah, I'd give you that one.
2: 56. 56. You're right on the cusp of being okay. You know okay. what? Yeah. He doesn't look 56. Well, it'll sneak up on you. Wednesday, Scott Speed. A blast from the recent past. I guess he's still doing that uh, off-road stuff. That uh, What do you call that? That r- global cross, rally cross? Yeah. I assume he is. Scott Speed, Wednesday. Had a couple years in the Cup Series. 40. 35. I'm <sighs> not giving you that one. That's too far off. God. 35. Uh, another blast from the recent past. On Friday, Scott Wimmer. I believe he was was uh, Wisconsin boy. Remember? Bill Davis Racing, I think. Right? Yeah, let me say, uh,
1: let's see. He was pretty good. He's still
2: uh, racing short track stuff, by the way. Yeah,
1: he was pretty good. I'm just going to go with 40. 40. Pretty good. 42. I'm stuck on 42. 40 here.
2: Uh, here we go. Sunday this weekend, Owensboro, Kentucky's David Green. Currently safety uh, lead safety inspector at the races for NASCAR on he's a weekly g- basis. He's
1: got to be in his mid-50s. 55. 60.
2: Uh ah. Not too bad, about eight percent off, nine percent off. Uh, All right, one more, one more. Oh, one Next more. Monday, we we've been talking a little bit about the Bush Series. Won twenty four times on the Bush Series, dominated Hickory, South Boston, those kind of places. Had twenty four Bush Series wins, most of them in a Buick. Tommy Houston. Tommy Houston. Tommy I mean, Houston. He's
1: got to be sixty eight. Tommy Houston is gonna be
2: seventy three next Monday. Today he's seventy two, but next Monday, seventy three years you know, old is a big old buck.
1: You know, next week And the Buick. Next week, I'm going to bring in my uh, magic crystal and rub it before I make my answer. Well, you didn't do bad. It wasn't one of your
2: better weeks, but uh, nah. oh, let me just complain one thing about the brand before we leave. I saw this this uh, interview she did with Joe Rogan on Joe Rogan's podcast. Well, wait a People may not know the brand,
1: Danica. Okay.
2: Um. She talked about how tough last year was because she knew it was her last year, and she said it just got to the point where it's just not fun anymore. It wasn't a happy space for her or however she termed it. Here's what I don't like. Here's what I don't like is uh, when, when somebody who has done very well within a certain activity – and then they say something like this. She says, I'm grateful for everything it's given to me. I guess she's talking about auto racing. But if you were to ask me what I do outside of racing, I don't go to the racetrack. I don't watch races. Not, you know, points for honesty. That's fine. But I don't think you should do that because you're leaving behind a lot of people in an in a, in a industry that made you a lot of money and did well by you. Now you're basically telling people, eh, don't bother watching it because I don't. You know, you can watch it if you want, but I don't watch it. You know, you know what I'm saying. Uh, Jack Nicholas recently said uh, when he, at that father son tournament, he was talking about how uh, they were asking how he thinks this guy will do that guy will do. Because I really don't don't care. I don't know. I'm, I don't watch. And I was I thought, man, that's kind of a horse manure thing to say. I mean, this you should be promoting. I mean, Junior's great about that. Junior promotes NASCAR every chance he get. You don't hear Junior saying, "Oh, I don't watch." You know, Tony Stewart might say he doesn't watch if you asked him, but but I don't know. But he might. He's got, still got an interest in it. He should say he watches. He should say he's glued to the TV if he's not at the track. But but I don't like it when people say, "Oh, I don't watch." It's like sometimes baseball players will say, ah, you know, if I'm not playing, I don't I don't watch. I you know I watch this, I watch that." It's not a smart thing to say, I don't think. I think you're kind of telling people it's okay not to watch, and you might not watch. But here's one instance where I think you know you should uh, let check honesty at the door and think about all your. Friends and fellow co-workers and people who still have a vested interest in that industry and uh, at least pretend that you watch. You know what
1: I'm saying?
2: We did get off topic there, didn't we? So
1: so how many millions do you think Danica made racing for five years in NASCAR?
2: uh, Probably grossed. All things told, probably grossed about between 40 and 80, netted half that, less than half that maybe yeah 20 to 40 net yeah so um if i was her i may be way off it may be a lot
1: more than that i doubt that it's less than that. if i was her i would be watching at least i'd say yeah yeah i watch racing religion
2: i think it's a decent thing to do but you get caught up what happens is you get caught up in these interviews with people who are outside of your realm you know it's like when sometimes a politician or somebody sports politics whatever they'll give an interview with somebody especially they'll do it overseas sometimes and it's some not their normal media that interviews them, and it's off the beaten path. And sometimes I think that well, I can be honest with this guy and tell him because nobody will ever know; <laughs> they won't find out. But you know, word is automatic
1: anymore. Yeah, that reminds me of that time when the guy uh, they were uh, running—they're uh, running an IMSA test here. I yeah. think it was Andy Wallace. Does this ring a bell? Yeah, and, he, and he's like. Uh, they were talking about the French media and yeah. he's like, oh,
2: the French. Oh, yeah. yeah. As if it'll never get back to yeah. them. <laughs> by the time that it winds its way across the sea by boat, yeah. uh, they will have forgotten, but yeah. no. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, well, the Ferrari
2: guy a few years ago here, a couple of years ago, talked about um, Dodge, getting Dodge back into NASCAR. Remember, like a throwaway statement we had to chase that for a few days? Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Probably thinking, ah, oh, these people, they, you know, I can say what I want, it's no big deal, but all of a sudden he says one little thing and modern communication being what it is it threw us in a tizzy for a few days remember yeah
1: i, I always remember tizzy moments yeah. believe me
2: all right we're done we've gone way overboard
1: haven't we uh, we we're gone too long we're way, way we'll shorten it next long. week
2: i promise yeah
1: post-production maybe can chop us down you want to say goodbye uh this is godwin kelly at godwin kelly on twitter and that's ken, ken willis, ken willis at Hey Willie NJ on Twitter so follow us please communicate with us and
0: uh, we'll be sure to reply
2: Oh absolutely Thank you
0: next time Thank you for listening to this episode of Daytona Motormouths to reach the program please visit Daytona or follow on Twitter at NASCAR Daytona or Facebook at NASCAR Daytona. And thanks for joining us. Daytona Motor Mouths is a production of the Daytona Beach News
1: Journal.